0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast.
1: So that way Monday night football wouldn't get left so out don't in the have, cold. So they don't have the Jets Jaguars on Monday Night Football? Well, all they have to all they have to do is not
0: schedule the Jets. I think they're gonna be fine. I mean
1: <laughs> what else you gotta do? I don't I don't understand what you're talking about. That's one of the premier <laughs> NFL teams you're talking about. I don't know why you would not schedule them in prime time.
0: By premier NFL team, you mean just an NFL team, right?
1: That's all you mean. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see the other team get a sure win, you schedule the Jets. That's a premier team.
0: Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny.
2: Episode 17, Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your host, Tom Harkness. With me, as always, are Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere on location at the Green Brook Middle School. Nick Lurita in
3: his bedroom.
2: Yes, Nick, Nick, your your bed looks very inviting as opposed to where Billy is. So, so Billy, you really fucked everything up this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. Everything.
0: I don't have control over my son's hockey practice schedules, and he had had a two schedules. Uh, he had two schedules today. Had two practices today. Uh, a roller, a roller hockey, and an ice later. So. Uh, I'm out on the road. What can I tell you?
2: All right. So we're recording this a little earlier tonight and then we'll record another segment later on, but it'll still blend and everybody Well, In fact, I didn't even, probably didn't even need to explain that, did I? Oh,
1: we're, we are oh. going to sound an hour and a half older later. So maybe people would notice.
2: But Steve and I were talking, this is like going to a seven o'clock game in Inman in the summer where it's all light out and it's all weird that you never get a seven o'clock game. We either get a nine o'clock game or 11 p.m. game. And we're just, our routine is just off completely. And this time it's Billy's the culprit. It's always me. I mean, yeah, it's always it's always uh, my scheduling uh, quirk. Yeah, so we want to pardon Bill's audio for this week. I'm um, sure our listeners are, are very concerned about your audio. Yeah, it's coming through terrible.
0: <laughs> that usually doesn't come through from my home. From my
1: own studio. What was the... What, Nick, did you listen to the Serial podcast? The Serial podcast. Yeah, it was like a, about a murder trial down in D.C. It was like one of the oh. first popular
2: podcasts to really pop.
3: I haven't. I had. I haven't listened to that one. No, I think I've heard of it. I, now. I, I, I know I've Tom
2: didn't. Oh well, it sounds like they were fucking talking about Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles. Don't there was. Talking, uh, I would listen to that. They one. would.
1: <laughs> they would do interviews with the guy that was convicted of the murder, and he would call, you know, from jail, and his audio sounds
2: exactly like Billy sounds.
3: Burps and all. Nice.
2: Well, well, Billy, are you at a school right now?
0: I am. The uh, His roller hockey rink is at a, uh, at, at, a, at
2: a school. Are you allowed by schools?
0: I, if, if nobody
2: if nobody tells me, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you just gave away your location. Everybody tomorrow is going to know where you were. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a very, very popular topic from the Friends of Rivals podcast, and that is... Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Flyers pretty much got deep-dicked last week by the Rangers and the Islanders, reminiscent of kind of what Boston went through when they came through the island and went through the garden to go home. But this time, um, a 9 nothing shellacking at the hands of the Rangers. And, I mean what's i mean there's nothing else to say it was just one of the the happiest nights of this hockey season um that i have watched yet
1: S- single-handedly uh, got your mika one of the top stars of the week in the nhl huh
2: well yeah i mean it's it's but it seems like they fixed them if it, it seems like the flyers fixed mika so i have to thank them for that i, I, I don't think it's entirely that but a a, a six point period will will certainly Point you in the in the proper direction with a uh, natural hat trick. I was just very upset that Keith Kincaid wasn't in goal for that. But it was a game in which G- G- Georgiev, um kind of needed a, a mental a mental win there, and I think he got it. Um, and he was he was pretty good in his next outing too. So a lot of good came out of that nine nothing Rangers shellacking. Every everybody seemed to have scored a goal except Brett Howden, who got an empty netter over the weekend. But we'll get into that later on. But Zibanejad with a six-point um, second period, hey, it ties an NHL record with Brian Trottier for most points in one period in NHL history. So kudos mm-hmm. to uh, – good job, Tamika Zibanejad.
3: Very cool.
1: What is that? One of the six offensive stats that Gretzky didn't hold the record in?
2: Yeah. Uh, prob- and it's odd that he didn't, right? Yeah. Most points in a period, you'd think he would have had nine. I don't know why nine, but – just some astronomical ridiculous number.
1: Because he's ninety-nine,
2: probably. You thought Gretzky, nine? Kretzky, nine. Right. It, probably the nine was in my brain. You, you're, you're I
0: think I think it was your sound. I don't know how the hell say his name, but some Swedish guy that had a record fractional points in the game at ten. I thought Sabanajev was gonna close in on that for a for, small uh, part of that
2: second period. It almost really sounds like you got a penis in your mouth when you're talking. I gotta tell you that. Well, it's you just partial. Know, you know what that sound is like. <laughs> yeah, it's but, <laughs> the way you talk. You're exactly right. Come up for air, will you, please? <laughs> it wasn't all terrible for the Flyers last week, though. They did go to the Island and they split. The, they split against the Islanders,
3: didn't they? Uh, so I also had uh, two wins in, against them, uh, but they did oh, get so an overtime good. loss as well. So they they made up with three points out of six total. Not so in that sense. Yes, they split the points um, that they could have gotten. Uh, however, they did get. Uh, drubbed six to one in the second game of the series, and that was a one, very one sided battle. Um, I don't think it was. I didn't get to watch the Ranger game. Um, that one was nine nothing, but it was probably not very different. Uh, Isles controlled the game the whole time, pretty much. It was just a not a very good game for Philly. Outside of just one goal, they had really not a lot of offense. And to be honest, they were just they were not. They didn't look good. It did not look good. Isles were just just pouncing on them every which way, but they were scoring, and I think that's the big difference in those two games, was that the, the chances were, not they were there, but they were also, you know, capitalizing on those, those chances. Um, the game before, uh, between the, the two drubbings, uh, Isles dropped the game to Philly. They were down 3 uh, nothing going into the third period, in a game that you would figure a day later, you know, after getting losing 9 nothing, you think the aisles would jump all of them, but they didn't have a good step, and until the third period, they came out and Tied the game up, only to lose it in a few minutes left in the game. So uh, I didn't get a point out of that one, but they got the four points out of the next two games after that.
2: The, the 6-1 game, who started in the in goal for the Flyers? Do you remember?
3: Uh, I believe that was Hart again. Was Let me double be check. Because he um, started
2: the 9 nothing game, and uh, he didn't make it very far.
3: Yeah, I think so, because I don't remember him them pulling at him, and I thought it was strange they didn't pull him during the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was Hart
2: man they they've really have been plagued by by their goaltending this year to flyers and, and look we, nobody has love for the flyers and and this is just you know <laughs> great to see um but i i thought hart was going to be a lot a, a lot better goaltender than what he's showing this year maybe it's just this year and you know with a lot of players you can say that about right
3: yeah, i would say that the, the flyers problems you can look back all of march they've given up a lot of goals um yeah. and it's been uh if we start in March, beginning of March, uh five goals. Four and eight, I
1: four and eight on the month too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. They're not doing well in the month, but they have five goals, uh, three goals, uh, four goals, three goals, four goals to Buffalo. Yeah, it's a, a, lot of, shootout. a lot of four
1: and five, then, a little yeah. a lot of four and five goal games. And
3: yeah. five, five, four, nine, three, six, and then one finally. The first time they had under two goals all month. So they've got a shit ton of goals. They've they've been playing like dog shit. Um, is, is
2: it the way they're playing? Is it their structure, or is it they they're missing Niskanen in too much? I mean, I mean, I think it might be a combination of all that going on.
3: It looks like it, but I don't. I think the problem that they have right now is that, you know, defensively, they're not able to keep the puck out of the net. They're not. They're not winning battles. They they've been getting out hustled in the game, at least against the Isles and the games that uh, the the six one game, the game two one was a much better game. They've actually looked like decent. They didn't. They, they, they were getting chances, but they weren't letting up as much um, of those those um, in the front of the, of the mm-hmm. net goals. Uh, they weren't letting uh, too many rebounds bounce out. So that was kind of. I, I felt like they've just defensively that watching them play in those two games defensively, they didn't look very sound in the six to one game. And I'm pretty sure that you're probably going to see that probably throughout most of the month. They did look a lot better in the last game, but I mean, I think to that point, you know, they've already kind of let let loose a little bit and they've dropped quite a bit in the standings because of it.
1: Well don't worry, Flyer fans, because in 20 short minutes you'll get back on track.
2: <laughs> well it, Myers and Sandheim were were a minus six each in that game. I don't think I've ever seen a game where defenseman one of them was was that low on the plus minus. And that was just crazy.
3: Nine nothing's a there's no pauses in that game. That's just a you just burn it.
2: Good. As we all say, fuck the Flyers.
3: Fuck them. So, Sucks to be them this week.
2: So, that, you know, it, it seems like when the Devils see black and gold, they up their game a little bit. A little bit, like, yes. But whether it's bit. the Boston Bruins or the Pittsburgh Penguins, they just seem like they come to play a little bit better, a little bit harder than playing the Islanders, playing the Rangers.
1: I have petitioned the league to get everybody to change their colors to black and gold. That's we'll not. See, we'll happen. see how that goes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because those are both very veteran teams who play more of a, a slower game. Maybe that's why they they just match up well against them. They play the opposite style as the Devils do. Versus when the Devils go against a fast team, maybe they don't have the skill to match up against a team that likes to play fast and loose. Can't hear you, bud.
3: No, Billy's on uh, mute there.
2: Well, yeah, he's he is on mute, but he's also I think his something's wrong with his Bluetooth headphones. He's oh. better off just KOing them and connecting the uh, phone to his car. Hello again. Yep. Oh my God, there you sound so much better. What happened? Oh, good.
0: Well, I was saying that the Penguins, yes, do have uh, enormous problems with uh, with team speed against them. Yeah. So, uh, they, so that that young uh, whippersnapper Devils team really gave him some fits.
1: I think I think that's exactly what we saw too. They were just playing a lot faster. I think they're starting to come out of this COVID haze and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I think they're, you know, starting to build up their endurance after that extended break. And, uh, they looked really good during their, during their three games.
0: They looked absolutely fine. I couldn't figure out what you were complaining about all year.
1: <laughs> watch them, watch them play a team that doesn't wear black and yellow and then tell me the same thing.
2: We'll find out in 11 minutes.
1: Well, t- 21 minutes. Don't forget. NBC sports has got to do that 10 minute intro once seven o'clock hits, you know, oh the, the, the play-by-play guy and the color analyst needs to uh, do their little intro after they just did a half-hour pregame as well.
2: Well, yeah, not everybody watches the pregame, so they have to talk about what they talked about in oh. the pregame on the pre-show to the game. I don't watch that either, so. And it's, it's odd. Devils on NBC? They're uh, a nationally, nationally televised game? Yeah, throw them a bone every once in a while,
1: right? You got to you got to play it. Yeah, I would think you got to have every team on at least once.
2: Well, the NH- yeah, but- the NHL Network has the Devils on more than almost any team, and I'll tell you why. For let's whatever reason, they have one o'clock games on the weekend. That's right, and they just eh, let's th- let's throw the Devils on. No one's gonna watch anyway. Just throw them on.
0: Nobody gets that network. That's why they're on all the time. But if you want to be on that that NBC, you gotta go through the Penguins, man. That that's our network. You gotta you gotta arrange that through us.
2: I don't know. Aren't they they based in, isn't NBC based in Philadelphia? Aren't they, weren't they, weren't they they purchased by Comcast and Comcast is in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania, something like that.
1: I I think NBC's main base is still 30 Rockefeller.
2: Well, I was thinking
1: that's in New York City. That's the city, not the city.
2: Maybe it was Comcast then. Maybe it's Comcast I'm thinking of. Comcast is down in Philly. I could also have no fucking clue as to what I'm talking about.
1: You got a microphone in front of you, so you got a clue as far as I'm concerned.
2: Oh yeah, that the microphone in front of you makes you an expert. expert. You know? Expert, absolutely, hundred Experts, all experts. So everybody has been on the edge of their seats and wanting to know who won the bet. Where are we going? Not we, but where? I mean, I'm going to uh, admire from afar. But well, who did win the bet? I uh, so so if so, the, the
0: power play bet if, if the Devils were going to score a power play goal or not, that was that was too easy. Of course they were but the the one that was going to be a little harder was with the penguins trail in every game and and i gotta say i'm even not sure how i would interpret that because penguins played behind in game one and two but in game three they weren't behind until the the final uh, overtime goal was scored so yeah that- i got you
2: but every time i hear an announcer call the game and a team has been down you know one nothing two, one. Th- three two and they finally tie up the game they go to overtime they and that team wins in overtime it's always they didn't lead until the end of the game so technically
1: yeah i wouldn't count the third one but the other two i definitely think i didn't think the devils were going to hold the lead at all that was my interpretation that they would either be behind or tied so i would i would take the yell on that one as well
2: I, i would vote that the uh that the Penguins were behind in the third game, too. So that's
1: – no, you, well, you'd be wrong, so fuck off. Nick, what I'm do you not think? Wrong. Fuck off. Shut, up. Because they, Shut they, up.
2: They lost the fucking game. How could they not be behind? Shut up. Nick, what do you think? I have no opinion on this.
1: Good. So what do you mean
2: you have no opinion on this? You have to You're decide. <laughs> so you, so, so your opinion
1: back. is the same as Tom's. It doesn't matter, right? This that's what Tom's matter. saying? <laughs>
2: that's what I'm
1: saying.
0: <laughs> so does that make me the tiebreaker?
1: I think so. I think you won both. I, I, I think you won both.
2: I do, too.
0: Well, uh, I, I would only say that because uh, when I, when I made the bet, what I had in mind was that they are playing from behind in every game. And, and the, the fact that they lost that game, notwithstanding, that was only the fourth time this season that the Penguins did not trail, did not play behind. So, uh, so that, that is what it is. Yeah. I, I probably won on a technicality of sorts going to overtime and, and losing on that wraparound. But, um, but yeah, I, I was actually expecting uh, to be behind in that game too, especially the way that, you know, after the Penguins scored the first goal in, in that third game on that they played the other day, um, you know, they just the, the offense went to sleep and the devils were really on the attack and uh, yeah. I give uh, who was playing. Oh, it was uh, Jari in that game. Right. So yeah, I give Jari a lot of credit and, and Desmith the, the day before both uh, both of them played really well in that series and, and uh, kept it close for the, penguins
1: so now you've got to pick your locations oh right now well i think that's what tom's waiting to hear is some some lunch destinations. absolutely oh man i don't think you i don't think you have to pick right now this is what tom wants
0: We'll get back to me later in the show because i really got to put some good thought into it okay and 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 you know i could really do that when tom starts talking about the rangers because i could just zone zone out yeah (laughs) good time to to get some thoughts together yeah so let's talk about that later.
2: Well, Bill, here's the uh, stone cold salute for you, there, buddy. Appreciate that. Fingers, two fingers. <laughs> You're me off. That's rare.
1: <laughs> for those of you listening at home, Tom just gave Billy two middle
2: fingers.
0: What's What's the next bet gonna be? If, if we have listeners that don't know what the stone cold
3: salute is, I, I don't. Uh, I don't want them anymore.
1: If, Go away. You could You could have just stopped if we have listeners. You could have just
3: stopped there. <laughs> we'll have to do a bet that has uh, all of us in it i think give us a little more skin the game makes sense yeah maybe yeah
1: so there you go that's that's some homework
0: we're not betting who's gonna finish in the top of
1: the uh, first uh, among the four teams because we already know that no we're definitely not betting that
3: definitely know who that is yeah no i have to be i i I was gonna say maybe based on the games this week but i know the aisles are postponed at least one game this week so i don't know how we Games we do. Maybe we'll figure out something like uh shorthanded goals or or oh, yeah, we got Buffalo. fights or something.
2: Yeah, but Nick, it, it's funny you mentioned that. That the um
3: <laughs> who can stay off co- the COVID list?
2: <laughs> well, we, we we're losing right now. That the Montreal Montreal Calgary, or is it Montreal Edmonton? I forgot who they were playing, but they Montreal got
0: Edmonton. Montreal Edmonton because for my fantasy team, I picked up an Edmonton defenseman just in time for that game to get cancelled, of course. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Of
2: course but they're saying they're going to have a hard time trying to make that game up with the compact schedule in the second half so they might have to push the um, the playoffs a little bit depending upon if they can go tonight or tomorrow i think is their next scheduled game i thought there was
1: a i thought there was a window after the season that they had a couple of days
2: four games that couldn't get rescheduled yeah, but I think they're they're either taken. I don't Maybe know. they're I, already I used. Pierre Lebrun, okay. Pierre LeBrun. said something on the on the Twitterverse about just that, and he said that the February tenth playoffs might be pushed because of some makeup games. And look, that makes I, think, sense. I think it was. I think it was kind of inevitable that that was yeah, that yeah. was going to happen.
3: You can only shove so many games into these back to backs. I mean, there's not a lot of room left, so we're going to get to that end of that probably close to the end. Last ten games that they're not going to have any room to really shove more games into them. So yeah, we'll see.
2: Right. It also appears that the, I uh, have a question. Oh yeah.
1: Given that it's the flyers and the devils tonight, who is Pierre Maguire going to offer his verbal diarrhea for Giroux. Yeah. Giroux.
0: I agree.
2: Is that it? Well, if, 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 well, can't Carter Hart, if Carter Hart has a good night, I'm sure he will spew hot garbage about him too.
1: And do you think Jack Hughes can get some love? I think Why so. He's American.
2: Maybe.
3: He's the number one so. overall pick, I, think I hope so. so.
1: I hope so. High chance is Drew though. <clears throat> oh yeah. He's, Drew's a Drew's he's a gonna
3: go Ape shit on him. But uh Hughes is good. He's as yeah. possible. Nico's still out, right? He's not he's not back for a while, so he can't he can't
1: correct. Yes, he uh he's he's day-to-day. Yeah. Week to week, month to month. Aren't we all? Shut
3: up. You guys see the NBA deal they're looking to make for the, the TV deal? You see the NFLs? No. no. NFL is ten million a year, right? NBA 10 10 b- is looking to make b b bill, b. b-, 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 b- NBA is looking to do eight billion a year and so
1: split amongst split amongst probably
3: turner espn, ESPN
1: tnt and it's got to be something else right there was some
3: some of the, the uh i think there was floating like you know hulu and netflix to maybe try and yeah. come in and take portion or the whole thing the idea was like if they were able to get like netflix to take the whole thing they could potentially get rid of uh all blackouts was what i was reading i don't know if that's something that's, mm-hmm. that they could make work and i think there's other technical challenges to netflix or any streaming service is going to be like basically behind behind by about let's let's say a 45 seconds to a minute you know yeah. from live so it's always going to be a little a little different when you look at the like ticker compared to the thing kind of uh,
1: mess people up yeah, when they're following along slight, on twitter though slightly
3: yeah. right so there's all these little interesting things that could come out of it but what i felt was interesting was that from the nhl standpoint you know we're, we're talking you know looking at maybe hitting how much money like maybe a billion if we get lucky here no I don't it's know not going should, to be it's not, not going to be right?
2: No, it's gonna be more like six fifty, maybe seven yeah. when the other partners announced.
3: Compared to uh uh the, one, eight,
1: one, 10. one tenth the NBA.
3: Yeah, that's not good. They I, I was gonna say I feel like they Billy should have math, right? made the deal after those guys came in, set the market. Because now I feel like they just they they they're gonna have they're getting a crappy deal, <laughs> no matter how you look at it.
2: I don't I don't know. I I I think this is the deal that they were getting regardless. Of of what the the NBA or the NFL was going to get, in my my opinion, I I, mean, I think they did. Yeah. Compared to their last contract, this is a huge step in the right direction. Huge. It is, but it's
3: also a longer deal, right? Wasn't it? Um, was it seven years? Yeah, You're I mean, making it up? Yeah, I believe it was seven years. I thought it was, I thought it was seven. So did they that's officially officially released the terms of
0: that contract with ESPN.
2: With ESPN, yeah, but not with the with the next party that's supposed to join in with that so they they don't even know who that is yet
1: and the nfl deal includes thursday night is amazon exclusive is that right so it's not gonna be i don't think it's gonna be simulcast on like nfl network or locally on channel 9 and 11 in new york like it was i think it's amazon or nothing wow and sunday uh sunday nights or no monday nights is going to be like that flex schedule so if they got a real crappy game at the end of the season they'll be able to flex one of the sunday games to monday night to make it a, a better matchup they
2: could do that even with tickets and stuff like that that would be a little more challenging to do because if they we're do doing it, on, it if, sunday if do it to it sunday, sunday no yeah but that's the same day you you're you know you're going to the game yeah. whether it's four o'clock or 8 25 you're going to the game That's it.
1: Yeah. They're talking about, I think that was in there too. So that way Monday night football wouldn't get left out in the cold.
2: So they don't have the Jets
0: Jaguars on Monday night football. All they have to to do is not schedule the Jets. I think they're going to be fine.
1: I mean, (laughs) what else you got to do? I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. That's one of the premier (laughs) NFL teams you're talking about. I don't know why you would not schedule them in prime time.
0: By premier NFL team, you mean just an NFL team, right? That's all you mean.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you want to see the other team get a sure win, you schedule the Jets. That's a premier team.
0: Good point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, look, we're going to run out of runway here. So that's uh, football talk. Hey, the Giants got Kenny Galladay. I really didn't
2: think that was going to happen. That's pretty big. Well, yeah, but Saquon has to come back and be some sort of Saquon. He'll be fine.
3: The I you say that. Really I hope so. Yeah, a ridiculously I
1: think low cap number too, right? Galladay? Yeah, it was like four million bucks or something. After, really? uh, after all the technicalities up? worked out, it was like a four million dollar cap hit.
2: Yeah, but he's he's got forty million guaranteed coming his way. Though. That's
3: shit ton. He's he's a number one receiver though. So that gives them that gives them the the weapon that they've been missing. They don't they haven't had yeah, a number one.
2: But with Matthew Stafford, he is. I'm I'm not whole, completely sold that Daniel Jones is going to be the gunslinger that that he needs in in order to keep those numbers up.
3: Any dimes is pretty good. I think he'll be fine. It just it, it's getting that that guy that they can they have to put somebody on, and you can't just stack the box against. Uh, you know, I guess Saquon. And then they picked up uh, the tight end, too. I don't yeah, know if that was a good good play. Yeah, but, but I mean, we'll see.
2: Well, look, I'm no Kirk Cousins fan. I think he's the biggest waste of, of money oh, yeah. in the history of NFL quarterbacks, and that's saying a lot.
1: Let me take that back. His cap hit for next season is 4.65. His cap hit for the season after that? Ouch. 21 million.
3: Oh,
1: oh, oh. So, I okay. would lean towards this is probably a one-year deal. Well,
3: yeah, the not restructure running. immediately. <laughs> well, not if, you're,
2: uh... <laughs> not if you're what's his name from Kansas City. Oh, Tyreek. <laughs> hey, my contract is signed. I'm getting paid this money. I'm not restructuring for anything. What a team player.
3: Uh, he he's too valuable to that team. That's a oh, uh, he's in a good spot. He's he's smart. For whatever reason, I always get him every year in fantasy, and I'm always happy for it. He's good. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is that who yeah.
1: that is? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, Bill. <laughs> Sorry. Don't you got to beep the horn? What do you now? This is more
3: guess. But I mean, it's a good. I think it's a good <laughs> thing though. because The Jets here, Steve, because uh looks you like the Sean Watson at forty minutes now. Not gonna, that trade's not going to work out. You see that? What's that? You don't think yeah, so, Sean Watson? You've been watching what that trade. That debacle. Oh my I god! I just
1: yeah. Once the first, once the first case against him came, and then the second, and then the third, I was like, all right, it's yeah. over.
3: 12 people coming forward 24 yeah. or 24 people or 12 whatever I, it is some crazy number
1: I will never understand that mentality like but no, did, you using... hear,
2: did you hear about the one girl though and what you what what she said that she felt so such 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 fear that she defecated on herself I know did he, did he say put a finger in your ass <laughs> <laughs> no no Paul
0: he
3: did not say that wow' Christ. <laughs> no yeah no, he's, he's 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 he can stay in houston like that guy he's, i don't he's, he's know if he's
2: gonna even be in the nfl next year let alone houston may not be she
1: literally got scared but shitless
3: The jets are dodging literally got scared bad. shitless you're right is that be the ultimate jet move we trade for this guy and then he immediately gets like all this shit and then we just we've lost you know three draft picks
1: so not to go not to go too far off topic. So what do you do with the pick now? Do you do you keep it and draft no, another I, quarterback? Or do you mm, trade it mm. and let
3: Sam go a little bit longer? I think you keep it and, and take a value pick and go either you look if it's if there's a better quarterback that makes sense that you want to make this go longer, or you'd say, you know what, we're just gonna keep Sam. Go with top pick available that we need. Well look trade is, down. is there a
0: is there trade a top down. top flight can't miss? Place kicker that they could like lock in for like the next 16 17 years, yeah. Yeah.
2: Jankowski is uh, Mike Nugent,
3: probably right.
2: Jankowski was the last kicker taken in the first round.
3: Was he a first round pick? He was, he's probably gonna be the last guy ever drafted in the first round. I would think, ever, right? I can't, I mean, I don't know if it was ever. I mean, because you know, football was different back in the long time back they could have they could have uh had guys like playing quarterback and kicking but you know purely kicker i can't imagine i mean anyone else in the first round
2: you go wide receiver at that at that pick or do you go some monster defensive end who's going to just
3: sack everybody lineman front yeah, that, but, yeah but what, what
2: weapons have you ever
0: put around sam Darnold? they got to that that's it i mean if if they're not going to go with a new quarterback and they're going to go any longer with sam you got to give him something but got to give him something Oh, great. I don't
3: disagree. I just I, you have to build a line and keep it on both sides of, of the ball. I, that, that's the way I would build it. If you got a high pick like that, you got to take you that, or you got to trade down and get multiple pieces, and maybe get a receiver and then uh, you know you lineman make, or linebacker, or whatever you need. Nick, maybe, my only uh, problem could, with my only
1: problem with that is you got to trust the people making the picks, and I don't know if I trust this guy. yet. Uh, who
0: else? Who else yeah. is going to pick?
1: You, there's nobody else to do it. No, that's what I'm saying. I would rather them at the top of the board. At least it's a little bit more of a no-brainer. Whereas if you trade down, now you got to make a decision on who to take.
3: Uh, the trade down could be a couple picks. It may not be like very big. You might just yeah. get a good reward. It depends on who's at the top of the pick. it depends who, who 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 people want. If they don't, if no one wants anybody there, then it's not going to matter. Then it's but not it's like worth it year. at all. Yeah, but you had the years like um, you know. Uh, if like if we had the first pick overall, then it'd be a different story. You got, yeah. Tri- you know, Trevor Lawrence and, you know, someone's going to make a trade stupid trade for him probably if, if they really wanted to, or at least offer a lot. And, um, you know, that's that if someone emerges maybe in the, after the, you know, before the draft is like a top guy and go behind him, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, well, another
2: beans. burp. Why is everybody burping tonight? Holy
3: shit. so close to dinner.
2: Don't it's, my, it's, I, I haven't had dinner know? yet. I don't know what that well. is. No. That's my catchphrase.
0: What,
1: I
2: haven't had dinner yet. No, the verb.
1: I know you went. Oh. I know you went to the <laughs> early bird special <laughs> at the the ground round down there. No.
2: No, I, I I like your catchphrase as I haven't had dinner yet. When we eat uh,
1: Oh, okay. Speaking of catchphrases, talking. can we get a can we get a Nick impression today? We can get one. Yeah, sure. Can we do? We uh, we just address. pick a, an announcer for any NHL team, and that's the impression I want.
3: All right. All right. You have to give me. off uh, off I'll, I'll have to practice beforehand.
1: Think amongst yourselves. And now introducing Nick's impression.
3: And the puck's in the corner. It gets out to Capo Caco. He makes the best because he's
0: never the It's a power play goal, and the Rangers lead
2: it four three. At five twenty-three in you're the third period, he does these impersonations. I swear, you would think it was the real people. Oh. That's Sam Rosen.
1: How could it be Sam Rosen? He got all the names right. Yeah, exactly. You got the
3: score right. I mean, you. <laughs> I, I try to, to I right try, try to ben put Rose. it like phonetically because <laughs> <laughs> he kills me like he says it. Me got an abandoned giant. Oh, I can't even say what he does. He just said, it. <laughs> he just cracks me up."
2: Well, Sam Rosen. Hey, it's but look, you know man, what? Man. I, we make fun of Sam Rosen a lot on here, and rightfully so. But he got that call where Zibanejad knocked over Dylan to get the uh, the Rangers to lead in Washington. He got that entire call spot on. He even saw the puck go in. I was uh, I was pretty impressed by him. So he yeah. does have his moments for First, sure. Uh, you impressed, impressed when he did his job. What's that? You are impressed when he did his job. Hey, He's good. He's good. He knows what he's doing. Wow. Everybody gets a Nolan Ryan every now and again.
3: Everybody? <laughs> everybody. Come on. Butchie, Butchie can't say that even the, you know, his own line, old line, mate, line mate's name is anymore. I mean, you know, you're lucky if he says – he's basically there because, you know, Brandon's got to be, like, the, the normal person on the on the sports casting team. And Butchie can say whatever the hell he wants. And we just laugh it off because he's just like, well, uh, 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 you know. He fucking says any, anything he wants to say. And we we're like, all right, yeah, that's great. But, she, uh, but really what happened in the game was this. And like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah,
0: just, uh, yeah.
2: That's kind of like Chico Rush a little bit. We're getting
3: multiple impressions. <laughs> Chico just talked about food, right? You know this whole deal.
1: He's been relegated to the radio, so. But, <laughs> but yes, he was big with uh, highlighting the food around the arena.
2: It was Matt Lachlan yeah
1: the greatest radio broadcaster in the history of radio
2: he certainly has a face for radio for sure (laughs) no question about it all right so it's time for 4.9 i guess i'll start off that way nick you're still eating ice cream billy you're gonna about to rob a train i have my lunch
0: bed
2: yeah and and right now go ahead you keep thinking so apparently the covid bug has hit the rangers. Um not necessarily a, a good thing but your entire coaching staff has been relegated to uh to not coaching your team for for two weeks. Um I think that's bad, right? Although you know Chuck Knobloch has really stepped in and has done a pretty decent job and all the guys from Hartford No no
1: Frisbee. no Sam I, I don't think that's his name Sam.
2: What? It's Chuck Knoblock, right?
1: I don't think it's Chuck. I, th- I thought he was the baseball Are you sure? Player. Make
2: sure? That's how I'll have play. to look it up. All right, I, it, I, his name might be Chris Knobloch or something like that, but um, he'll always be Chuck to me. Um, but it's not just, just the, uh, the coaches. Uh, De Giuseppe's been on the list for uh, going on two weeks now, and Howden just got added to the list. Um, not really how you want that player to, uh, to, to be scratched for a game, um, but, you know, things happen. Um, in his absence, Gautier's in there. And, you know, Goche has been, been a player that's been really going to net pretty good um, and really trying to win over the coaching staff because, I don't know, when Kratsov comes in and Kratsov actually practiced with the extras today, he passed all of his quarantining, he passed all of his, uh, his tests that he had to pass. And uh, he practiced with the extras today as they were, quote unquote, off uh, today. And um, they'll have the full practice tomorrow, which he will be a part of. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see because Blackwell got knocked down to the third, uh, to the to the fourth line or third line, um, in the last game, and um, Kako took uh, took his spot on the on the on the top line with uh, Strom and, Zip and Panarin. So um, maybe uh, we're going to get a line of Hedl, Kratzoff, and Lafreniere. Would love to see it. Would uh, in, in fact, I would love to see any of those line combinations together and uh, see what these kids can actually do. You guys, uh, are you sick of me talking about Artemi Panarin yet? Is, are, are you guys sick of it? Because no. now gonna, I'm still going to, I'm still going to fucking talk about him because it, he's. I'm sick. I'm sick of people calling him bread. Can I be sick of that? No, that's a apparently that's a nickname that he came over from Chicago with. So um fuck with him through Columbus, and it's it's all the way in here. But I mean, pot- potentially on in top three. Number one, or or maybe number one, number two free agent signings ever. I mean, he can suck for the rest of his contract, and he'd probably still fall within the top five of best free agent contracts in New York. Probably because they've never had it. Yeah, I mean, Uh, come on, Valerie Kamensky, come on, Bill, (laughs) you got to give me some credit here, man. But Jesus, but but you know, think about it. Who's the last free agent to come in? It was Gabrick. It had to be Marion Gabrick. The last free agent contract to come in and actually perform very well. And before that, I don't think I can name one. You have to go far. You got maybe maybe Gretzky. Maybe Gretzky. I'd say Gretzky. You didn't take him to the playoffs, but that, that really wasn't. Yeah. No, it's Gretzky
3: though, no matter what. I
2: mean you know. Yeah, exactly. He's still gonna draw. Uh, you know, same as Nick said. But since in the sixth game he's he's been back. It's three goals, seven assists, ten points, three multi-point games, and and four wins in that time with him back in the lineup. He just makes such a difference, such a difference in that lineup. And Chris Kreider leads the uh, Mass Mutual um, East Division in goals. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I would have said that at the beginning of the year. I, I didn't peg him to do that. But uh, look, um, David Pasternak's played 10, 10 less games than he did, and he's got fourteen. So I don't expect Kreider to hold the lead all that much more, but hey, to, at this point in the season, if this was a full season, would he, would he finally crack the 30 goal mark? Probably. Uh, and he's been a tremendous leader this entire season. I know that they're probably waiting for one of the kids to step up and to get the captaincy, but he has really shown that he can be a leader on this team. And he's, he's proven it all year, not only on the ice, but in the locker room in interviews with the press everything he's been front and center and really taking a lead on this team and uh and it's it's certainly shown and he's been getting rewarded for for being in the dirty areas um especially as of as of late score two more power play goals yesterday just by being in front of the net. so so is that
1: your opinion should they wait and give it to one of the kids or should they give it to him and let the kids just develop without having that extra Responsibility.
2: Look, if you give him the captaincy, it's going to be really hard to take that captaincy away from him and give it to somebody else. I really, really think they wanted LaFreniere to have a better start um, to this season um, and, and give. But it how many
1: him. more years has he got?
2: Krider is going yeah. five more years after this.
1: So why not let him have the captaincy for five years? I could. If I, you I give I it to one of the, if you give it to one of the kids, they're still only going to be twenty-four or twenty-five years old at that point.
2: I don't disagree. I, I, I honestly I don't I I, I, I can't disagree I, I wouldn't mind seeing Kreider with the captaincy now I really wouldn't beginning of the year I thought it might have been Zibanejad who had maybe the inside edge but Kreider's proven this year that he's he's the leader of this team for sure there's no question about it
1: Kreider to me is like Adam Graves like I hated watching Adam Graves on the Rangers because really? I liked him so much yeah and that's <clears throat> Kreider I hate that I like him as much as I do as a player, because he's on the Rangers. Been a Penguin
0: killer too. Yeah, I've, he's always he's always performed really well against Penguins, and so uh, I think it's been a long time coming for the rest of the league to
2: on that thing. Yeah, he's always beaten. He's always done well against his former coaches too. When Torts had him in the in the doghouse in his early years, anytime he plays Torts, when he, whether he's in Vancouver or Columbus, he'd always he'd always play very very well. But the M.O. Of Kreider was always, you know, he'd be missing some games. He'd be M.I.A. for for some for a certain amount of stretch. And then he would, you know, go back to, oh, man, this guy is just dominating the game. But he hasn't – it maybe he had a slow start in the beginning of the season along with everybody else, but he's really come on lately and he's really been a, a formidable um, force, especially in front of the net on that power play, man. He really is uh, – he's really been dominant, especially against Buffalo, even against, you know – um in philadelphia where he had the hat trick earlier on but you know see if he, he does normally play very very well oh yeah devils
1: always and yeah he does he, he always plays well against the devils
2: we don't have too many devil killers and it's it's very uh very interesting to to finally have one hopefully we get more Hopefully, no, i'm good one's one's fine <laughs> oh no, no no more would be good no <laughs> yep, one's good well you guys got a lot of ranger killers on your team miles wood and Oh, Shit! All the rest of those fuckers. I mean, I I don't think Pat Sajak was ever a uh, no, a, a Ranger killer. He's just been there for so friggin' long. He's been there so long, yeah, yeah. But it seems Miles Wood every time he plays against the Rangers, he just I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like it's like the rest of the team seeing black and gold, right? Yes. He he played well against the Penguins too. I mean, is, is he? I mean, is he a decent player, or is he like
0: is he just like he's in- just
1: a consistent never go, you know, just always there, never really does anything wrong. He's always in the right position defensively. He's always there to take the draw in the defensive zone, penalty kill. He's great on the penalty kill. So maybe that's just why he stands out so much. So just to talk about the Devils a little bit more, this past week, three and one overall, including taking four of six points from Pittsburgh. Sorry. Sorry. Like I said, they're they're playing a lot better. They're doing the little things right. The speed is up. Much better defensive zone coverage. Penalty kill has been more aggressive. I think, the, like I said, I think the COVID haze is lifted. Up 4-1 tonight in the third against Philly. We might be seeing a, the team get on a little bit of a roll. And it seems like what they've been doing is just feeding the hot hand. Early in the season, it was Wood and Smith and Hughes and then Zajac got hot for a little while. Right now it's Sharon Govic, and uh, even Jesper Brad even though it was only a second goal, that game-winning goal was only a second goal of the season, but he's got a five-game point streak going. So they just need to keep riding the hot players. I I've been watching this game tonight and I haven't seen Hughes stand out that much. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen his name called, I haven't seen him making outstanding plays and they're still up 4 to 1. So it's great to see I did see a very interesting stat over the weekend. 54% of the player points this season for the Devils have been scored by players 23 or younger. So it's 107 of the 198 points recorded whereby these kids that have just come up and and not shied from the spotlight. As the second youngest team in the NHL, that's what you need. You need your your younger players to come in and make an impact the coaching having said that the coaching staff has got to figure out a way to get them to win when they're on home ice for some reason this team cannot win at home they're 4-11 and 2 at home they're 7-3 and 2 away it makes no sense whatsoever the goal scoring is pract you know goals against is practically the same but the goals scored per game is down like a, a goal and a half almost There's got to be a reason for that. You shouldn't be the team making the last change and then not scoring as much. You should be winning more faceoffs and getting more attack zone uh, time to play better. There's got to be some reason for that. And there's got to be some way to fix that. I don't, maybe tell them to bring their pillows with them when they go on the road. I don't know what it is. And just to wrap it up, like we said, if the team is wearing black and yellow, the Devils seem to play well against them. Uh, two and one versus Pittsburgh, 30 and one versus Boston. Everybody's beaten up on Buffalo, but even still, the Devils are only three two and one against Buffalo. So they've left I think they've left left at least two or three points on the on the board against them. 50-50 versus the Rangers and uh, a losing record against every Washington, New York, and Philly. So again, I think as these this next week goes on, Watching them play more, I'm really excited with the, the direction they're starting to move again back to the way they, that we're playing pre-COVID. Speaking okay. of uh, their pathetic attempt in Pittsburgh, just kidding. Let's throw it to Pittsburgh.
0: That's a great Pittsburgh?
2: I thought you were at a hockey rink. I'm,
0: I'm on location at that. I don't know why I'm turning around and showing my uh, phone where, where I'm located.
2: No, that's perfect for a podcast. No, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you guys
0: got it. yeah. So my my four points. I'm gonna make some points first. Uh, it's not even entirely specific to the Penguins. It is about their opponent and the broadcasting uh, of uh, Devils and the Madison Square Garden. Was, I I got some issues with the Madison Square Garden, which I was watching the, the Penguins games on all week. Yes,
3: no, I'm just. So I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I I want to know what your issue is.
0: The, the goddamn crawl. Okay. They, what's with what's with the crawl at the bottom of the screen they, they, they've got like a, a whole line that's like completely not used for anything and then they put the information like above that like they're they're blocking like one-sixth of my screen and and they don't and it doesn't go away the cameraman apparently doesn't know that he doesn't have that part of his screen i'm like there's so much action being blocked by my spring training course. What's, what's the point we all have smartphones please MSD network Knock it off with, with the scores and the and information at the, the screen. I'm not getting any of my sports information there. Just show me the game. Just show me as much of the game on that screen as possible. Well. I'm going to have to look for know, that. I've I don't got, think I ever
1: really been, noticed that. I'm going to have to look for that. You're probably so
0: like, in tune to it at this point that it doesn't even phase you. But they're blocking yeah. so much. screen, It's frustrating. I, I do want to give some credit, though, to one of the broadcasters. Uh, you know, I was watching some of the Devils pregame shows. And uh, I thought that Mr. Ken Danico was making some decent points about the Penguins. That guy is actually kind of observant about the, his, the opponents coming in. I don't know if somebody's feeding him the information or whatever. I was watching him the other day uh, uh, doing a little bit uh, of, a, of, a, uh, of a pregame talk about uh, Jake Gensel and Brian Russ and how and how they've kind of evolved. From you know, there were younger guys that kind of latched on in those Stanley and years and. Rust uh, in 2016, maybe even a little bit before Rust came up, but he was still a younger guy. In, in 2016, Dental came up in 2017, and and you know, he talked about how you know when they first came up, and they played with Crosby, and, and Crosby kind of took their strength, which obviously any anybody coming into the league has some kind of strength that they're building on if they're making it for the NHL, and how Crosby kind of helped augment you know what their strengths were at the time. But they've since gone well past. You know just just being the guys to stick on his wing they're uh, they, they've been really excellent players in their own right and, and, uh, and he kind of shined a light on that and all the things that they do uh, uh, for the penguins that that are is not just you know complimenting the, the top line center. Um they've done it they've done it on different lines without him against mostly played with Crosby when he's been healthy when they've both been healthy but they've, they've both uh, done some things on on in their own uh, right that, that and, and it was nice to see uh, an opposing uh, commentator pick up on that and kind of point that out. Um, so um, a little a little more impressed with the, the Danico Hockey knowledge than I had been before. um never really paying that much attention to them. Uh, so good for them. So my, my next point, so the uh, the games in uh, New Jersey and, and home against New Jersey, um, obviously the Penguins have been a little bit of a rough patch. They. They won the six in a row. They they lost the game in Boston last week, and then uh, they've lost three out of four, one of them being in overtime. Um, but it it's really comes down to it, it's easy to look at, at getting Malkin and how well he was playing and the fact that he was hurting that Boston game uh, and point to that as being the number one reason why they're struggling right now. But they've really they've lost three other key forwards. One of them was already gone for a bit uh, with, uh, with being out uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, they, they absorbed the loss of, of him uh, and were playing pretty well. But um, they've also lost uh, Teddy Bluger and Brandon Tanniv to injury. Um, and with all of them being out, you know, Bluger and Tanniv are our speed guys. Um, I touched on earlier how much trouble the Bengals were having with the double speed. Uh, they, they didn't have their own, really, their, their fastest guys to counter that. Um, you know, when, when we've got and Blue in the lineup, you, you get some breaks in, in the pressure that's in your own zone, you know, they'll, they'll get down to the other end of the ice. They'll go out, they'll outrun somebody and pick up a fucking game possession and, and get the team to spend a little bit more time on the other side and, and kind of break up the, uh, the pressure in their own end. And, and they were really missing that for the, for the three games against the Devils, the, the Crosby line, uh, was, a, was a terror to, to the Devils. I mean, the, the Crosby line scored, um, I guess, five goals in, in those games. Uh, only one goal in those three games came from, uh, from the line, other than that crossing line. Uh, and that was in, in the game that they won. In the, in the game that they won three to one or three to two, whatever that was, Zach uh, uh, aston Reese managed to, to score a goal. So, so, I mean, the Penguins right now, without those key guys, without Malkin and Bruger and Tanev, um, they're going to really struggle to pick up that secondary scoring. Not that Malkin's really a secondary scoring, but, you know, they just don't have another line outside of that top line right now that, that they would really expect to contribute on any given night. Sometimes if your top line is clicking, sometimes that's enough. But sometimes it's just not going to be. and It doesn't matter if you're playing a, the first place team, the last place team, or somebody in between. You're, you're going to struggle if you've only got one line. To the so that's where the Penguins are right now. Hopefully, that helps the team. You know, Obviously, uh, I've been saying for a while, you know, that when somebody gets hurt on the Penguins, there's, there's a black hole of information. You, you don't you don't know when anybody's coming back. They said Bluger is longer term. They say right now Malkin is week to week, not sure about tangent yet. It, it's going to be tough. It, their depth is really tested. There's been years in the past where the Penguins could – well, the Penguins have always had a lot of injuries. Uh, they've, they've had seasons where they've been able to absorb and kind of keep on going, but um, if they're missing these guys for too much longer. It, it's going to be a struggle. The good thing that the, the Flyers are, are chasing their own tail a little bit right now that gives them, definitely, just a slight amount of breathing space in the, in the playoff race. They're technically in third. The Bruins have some games in hand that are going to pass them, I'm sure. Um, and uh, and so it's really the, the, the Flyers are trying to hold off at this point down to fifth. And who knows if the, the 13 Rangers will keep that going, you know. Uh, Unless the penguins can get some of those guys back healthy, it's gonna be gonna be hard to stay around
2: that. Spot. But, um, dirty Rangers. Dirt oh, sur- surgeon, I think. Well? Oh, I thought you said dirty. No dirty. I, didn't I was like, holy shit. The audio yeah. yeah, is a little rough here with that. Well, I, I do agree that they are surging a little bit and they're 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 hitting their their high for sure. Well, I hope they're not hitting their high yet. Um, but we do have breaking news. Breaking news. Can we do that?
1: Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I think we can because they they signed the uh, TV contract for sure. Yeah. The Rangers activate Igor Shusturkin off of the injury list. Back from the dead! Yay! They they sewed his leg back on. <laughs> now he can go back out and go and play. Back right. to you. The relief.
0: So, well, that was that was all I had. I mean, the, the Penguins are just trying
2: to chase down the, the top part of the division where the Islanders are. Yeah, and Nick, the Islanders, they were supposed to have a game with the Bruins tonight that got postponed?
3: Yes, Why? sir. Why yeah. did it get postponed? I, oh. Uh, they couldn't COVID. find
1: the light switch? Why do you think <laughs> it got postponed?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I so think they, they have – what? Lawson's they, they got five guys on the COVID list uh, today. Uh, at this point, I, I believe, and uh, they canceled the first game. Did
2: uh, I miss this, this? Oh, this one today?
3: It wasn't today that they canceled it. They they canceled it, it was a couple days ago. Um, oh, I don't remember the exact day, but it was it was postponed uh, yesterday or the day before. And basically, uh,
1: back when I was a kid, guess, back when I was a kid, the Devils had to play a game when they had forty
3: seven people <laughs> on
1: the COVID list,
3: <laughs> so they they. They have a game they have two games this week. So I guess the thought was that they you know quarantine the guys that were on the list, see how it goes for a couple of days and if no one else pops up, next game should be okay to go because you know this is how it's going anyway um, with the COVID and the NHL. So uh, hopefully you know we don't have any other, you know thing, anybody else pop up in the next couple of days and the Isles and uh, Boston can play uh, their first game this week. I think the next game is scheduled for Thursday. So uh, it's not postponed yet. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But if no one else pops up on the list by Thursday, I assume it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that said, uh, that obviously that game is, is canceled today. We still have the other games for Pittsburgh, Saturday and Monday scheduled as well. So those are not in, in jeopardy at this point. The Isles have one player on the COVID list. Uh, Noah Dobson's on been on for 10 days now guessing he actually had COVID. Uh, initially, he got pulled during warm-ups a few, about two weeks ago now almost. And uh, the speculation was maybe a false positive or something. But it turns out he looks like he had it. And so he was skating around the team and, you know, everything was normal. So it's one of those things with like, you know, with the NHL, how they've been handling COVID. Uh, it's kind of a weird protocol. to be like, yeah, this guy's pulled, uh, you know, he was just breathing on with you guys and everything. And now, He's uh, all of a sudden, you know, 10, almost two weeks later, he's, he's still on, on the COVID list. So safe to say he's got COVID. Surprisingly, nobody else in the Dallas has. And that's been extremely fortunate. I don't know what that looks like for them on, in terms of uh, if, who's had it prior to this or, you know, what their exposure. Like, it's really hard. You don't know. Like the Devils, you, Steve was probably like, who the fuck knows at this point when, you know, half the team has it, has it. So I mean, I'm hoping that nobody else gets it and everything goes is fine, but there's like the back of my head, I keep thinking, like, well, what's gonna happen? And like three or four guys all of a sudden pop up and you play against Boston or whomever else. And uh still we'll good. Yeah, but you, you get five
2: guys in your team. I mean, Steve, you get the devils had eight players on COVID list, right? And they still had to play a game. They still had a game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was something still going. right? Is, yeah, or was still. it just because Pasternak and Krejci and DeBrusque are all on the COVID list that Boston is yeah. like, oh, no, 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 we can't
3: play. Yeah, I think they gave an official word about it. but essentially...
1: we're, we're wicked sick. We can't play a hockey game tonight. <laughs> we can't play
2: a hockey game. We're wicked sick up here. But look, Montreal's got two players on the COVID list. Rangers have two players on the COVID list. Why didn't they call the what's Rangers game? What's
1: the magic play? number? Yeah, I mean, what's the magic number?
2: And, right, it was DiGiuseppe and Howden right now. I mean... And Montreal has two players on the COVID list, and they called the game in in Edmonton the other night. Is it just because Canadian standards are are much stricter than they are in the US? Could
1: be a could be the timing. If those guys tested positive, you know, day of the game, they might have been curious. You know, they might have been more cautious to cancel the game because of that.
2: Yeah,
0: Canadian mental fear is much better, and they they just have higher quality.
3: Yeah. So. So no, I, I didn't think this was such a topic, but basically Friday they got uh, four players, five players were announced on the on the protocol list, and they canceled two games. So they canceled the game that Boston was scheduled to have in Buffalo on Saturday, and then this game on Monday. So they canceled two games, gave them some time, it looks like before the next Isles game, uh, a Boston game. So I guess what, five days, five-ish, six days, yeah, about five days between games. So that would at least give them a little more time to see if anybody else pops up, I guess, is the fun thinking, you know, around that. But uh, we'll see how it goes.
2: Uh, Anaheim's got four players currently on the list right now. And there's two teams, Florida and Ottawa, that's a TBA to be announced. Why?
3: Well, that's the Despite NHL's that's uh, whole dumb list of uh, injury, injuries we can Make up anything we want.
2: No, but your COVID, the COVID list comes out at five o'clock every single day, and it's a you either you're either on it or you're not on it.
3: They can't oh, look, hold. They can't hold information. It could be TBA apparently. CBD. <laughs> apparently, who the fuck knows? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see any difference between how they're, they're handling any injuries and the COVID list of anything. Who did who did
1: Anaheim sure. play last, and what's their status? Maybe. Uh the yeah. Ducks
2: played yesterday uh last night and they played against Minnesota. They lost 2 1. And they played um, Minnesota
1: again tomorrow. Uh
2: that is correct.
1: And what's Minnesota's status on the list?
2: Uh not a person. Okay.
1: Yeah, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah.
3: Oh, and last point on the COVID thing I was gonna say was that you know, with no Dobson, they never even announced that he actually had COVID. He's just he's on the list.
1: Yeah, and they won't it. say anything. It'll be so, so with the devils, it was not until all those players came back and started doing interviews that their positive cases started to get announced. Yeah. So it wasn't until the players started talking. So you're gonna to have to wait till he's back and some oh, yeah. reporters and he and he
2: starts talking to reporters. Well, I think we can use a little bit of common sense too, right? He's been on the he's been on the list oh, for 10 days now. 10 days he's days got, now. got it. say he has been on the list oh, for you're... about eight days now. He's, he's got, got it. You know know that
1: you're on the list. Listen to this guy. He moves to Florida. All of a sudden, he's a private (laughs) investigator slash doctor.
2: Okay, we get it. it,
1: Right? Crosby
2: was on the on the list for what? A day and a half? Two days? He didn't have. So you kind of got to use some common sense there, Steve.
1: Get it? Get it? Get in your golf cart and why don't you take a drive over to the
2: pickleball court? Ooh, that does sound like fun. Actually, Bocce. I prefer the Bocce court. Of course, you do.
3: So anyway, with Noah Dobson on the COVID list, that has finally opened up the, the, the floodgates for the Isles to play a, a, another defenseman outside of the top six, since we had basically played everybody the entire time. Uh, same six guys all year. Eventually an injury would have to happen and it turned out to be, you know, uh, COVID related. So with that said, uh, Sebastian Ajo came on and played, uh, I talked about a little bit last week, he played a few games. Had a, an assistants first game back. Looked pretty solid. Um, they made a change uh, in the, the game, the second game against the Phil the Flyers, and put Not in um, Thomas Hickey for Sebastian Aho. And so what's interesting about Hickey was that he hadn't played since 2019. Uh, he basically got injured, and and Devon Taves came up, stepped up, and took his spot, and basically didn't give it back. And he didn't play all last year, and uh, he also during last year he, had, he dealt with uh, his brother got uh, he was going through cancer and died, and it was basically going through just like a super tough time personally to go through, and he finally it was his first game in in over uh, was 2019, so almost two years basically, and um, he uh, he got two assists in the game.
2: What a heartwarming and, uh, story this is. It
3: was pretty awesome. Um, And he got like the, I think it was the second, I think he scored, like, I think his assist was on the second, uh, he got like a second assist in the first one, I think. And uh, they, they awarded it to him. It was one of those like, puck was bouncing everywhere. And I was like, ah, sort of kind of, it was an assist, but.
1: Give, give um, him the point.
3: Give him the um, point. Give him the point, you know. <laughs> but he played well and uh, he looked, he amazingly looked like he didn't miss too much, you know, and that's like, I don't know how these guys do it, just practicing every day for, you know, two years almost, and then you know, just step back on the ice, like nothing changed, right? I mean, it, it's definitely a little different for him, I'm sure, but yeah, he looked he looked good out there, and um, I think it's going to be interesting because they, because of him going out there, uh, they change up the lines a little bit on the defense. Uh, so Pollock and Pellick don't really change They're their top def- defense uh, defensive pairs. Um, previously, Mayfield played with Hickey. So they switched him back to Hickey, um, and they put uh, Letty with, uh, with uh, Andy Green. And um, Letty and Green have been playing well all year. And, you know, to be honest, uh, Mayfield's probably the only guy that hasn't really stuck out has, like, really played uh, really well this year. But that's not because he's played poorly. He's just a kind of like a, a more throwback kind of old-school defenseman. And he hasn't stuck out compared to the rest of the guys who've all been playing pretty damn well all season. And so putting him with Hickey was his old pairing partner, and he looked pretty good they, together. They looked they looked fine. They, they they were getting through things. They were definitely the third pair. Pair. Um. Let, Green moved up with Letty, and Green's been playing. I can't believe that guy's was he thirty six. I keep, I think every yeah. week, every week it says the same thing, but yeah. Um. He plays. He doesn't even look like he's thirty six. because He shaved all the shit off his face, and he looks like a young guy again. But uh, he looks. Uh, he looks good. He's playing solid out there, and um, so those guys uh, slotting in, giving a little bit of change to the, the defensive pairs on the forward side. We have uh, Komarov was ended up playing on the top line a couple of games now uh, for Eble, for Lee, which has been awkward to watch, to be honest. But I get it. It's Komarov is kind of doing the dirty work for Eberle and, and Barzal. Um, getting in front of the net is more of it. Like, to the net. They're like, Leo, go to the net. Go just just be a dick and try and make, make havoc. So that's been interesting. I still think that's going to be probably the primary spot they try to target in the trade market um, in the next couple of weeks. That left uh, second and third lines getting a little change up too. My third line is really our second line right now. Um, that's a, really our second scoring line. Um, that's Pajot, Bavillier, and Wallstrom. Um, super happy to see Paggio and Bavilia play together. I've, I've been saying a few times now, uh, I think that they, they match up really well with each other. Um, and playing with Wallstrom, who's been just scoring, he just keeps scoring. He's, he's going to be leading the aisles in, in goals pretty soon. He's at eight goals. Uh, Lee was at 12 and was definitely leading the team, but uh, he's uh, obviously done for the season. So next guy in line, I think is Everly at 10 and Barzi, I think is around 10 or nine around that time. That's the same, that same, um, Number, but Walsham just has been scoring at. He just keeps finding the net, and he's getting. He got a dirty goal the, uh, last night. Um, wasn't really like a super pretty goal, but like, hey man, it's goal scores goals. You got to get in there. And get. You can't just get the the o, the Ovechkin sh- uh, slot shot that he wants uh, on the power play all the time. Um, you got to get in. You know, getting dirty and find those, those spots where you pull puck out and get a, get a goal. And he he's been doing everything uh in terms of getting goals. So. To me, it looks really good for the future for him. He looks like he's just got a knack for getting getting the puck in the net and um, getting it on net, which you guys know is like part of the battle. Just get the fucking puck on the net. How many times we we just you know can't stand watching our own teams play when they they have open shots and they just completely miss the net. Yep. Um, all the time. So seeing him hit the net a, lot, a bunch and you know obviously he misses too, but you know just getting it on the net is important and in those those spots. So. That line's been playing more like the second line, even though I think really Nelson, Doc and Bailey, which is real Duck Cole jumped up on the second line for Bavillier. Um, that's really been like the check, like the they've been playing against the uh, top um top lines uh last few nights. And really, really Nelson, I think, and Bailey are really that's what they're really there going for, is they're they're trying to shut down the uh, opposing top lines. Um, so their offense has been kind of wishy-washy, not really nelson's been on like this like he's very he's either like really really on or he's just not really like he's just kind of invisible sometimes and right now he's going through that phase where he's just like not scoring goals not really getting a lot of shots on net he's he's looked a little uh, he's been a little slow with the puck sometimes and i don't know maybe he's just uh fighting something or he's just uh injury or just maybe just not have going through most of those times he's not playing really well but you know he is on. He's like he's one of those guys that we rely on. So I'm looking forward to seeing him get his, his his shit back together and get some goals on on the back on the ice here. Obviously fourth line no change. Uh, same same four dudes same identity. Last thing I was gonna talk about was uh, var, uh was our defense our goalies. Um so really interesting. It's been a little over half the season at this point. The last. Uh, I don't know how many games it is, but since February 27th, it's a 50-50 split between Varlamov and Sorokin. And Varley's been 4-2-1 in that period. He's been very solid. Um, I put him in this – looking at his the stats and just kind of like where he's really placing. He's really like in that second tier of goaltenders. I think um, Brewer Bre- – Bre- 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 Bauer Bre- Bauer In Colorado? I think it's uh, Drew Bauer. For Bauer. yeah, for, Bauer. For Bauer. yeah. I keep saying it wrong. Um, him, Vasilevsky, and, and Flower are really, you know, they are they are far and away that the three best guys. And then it's like there's a bunch of guys between them that don't, don't have as nearly like half the number of games played. Sorokin happens to be in that list, but I have basically Varley in the next tier down. So I have him like really playing, still really solid. He's he's four two one in his last you know seven games. That's not bad. Um, however, it's not 7-0-0 in your last seven games like Ilya Sorokin is. Wow. With, with a 1.35 goals against, 944 save percentage in those seven straight wins. He's actually 8-0 in his last. And that's those numbers were from his, his last eight games. But he's played his last seven in that, that basically every other night they've, they've, they've flopped, except for two games where they both did back-to-back. The last two games uh, against the Flyers – and played both games and last game and they went to overtime Isles were definitely getting outplayed in that game. And he was, he was fantastic. The only problem I've seen with him is just rebound control, which he's left some juicy ones that have been fortunate that Islander has been there to knock it away, but that's definitely going to be something he's probably wor- knows he has to work on. I'm sure that, you know, that's like a super obvious one. When, it, when you kick one out and it goes out like, you know, 45 degrees right out to the other side. And you know, you're just lucky a defenseman's there to knock it away. But um anyway, uh he's been awesome. And uh already we've got to that point where we're in that timeshare. I figured we'd probably get to a 5050 split some point in the year. I don't know if it's gonna stick, um to be honest, because like Marlomov's clearly the guy they wanna I think he's a he's their starter. Like while Storkin's playing fantastic, um hard to say if he'll he'll keep that that same level and then you know how it goes with rookies they have a bad game they don't get the same you know uh short leash that uh or they don't get the same long leash as to say as a uh, as a veteran so it'll be interesting to see how they they continue to, to split time i think they're going to be pretty close to 50 50 from here on out though um you know barring any injuries so uh that's been that's been the aisles this week um and uh it's things to, to look at so
2: yeah i know i gave you a lot of shit about uh you know, Aaron Sorkin and and playing well against like the Devils and, and the Sabres and stuff like that. But he did play well against the Flyers. I did absolutely notice that. And I just wanted to eat a little bit crow. That's
3: all. Okay. Hey, it's okay. I, if it's any, for any, you know, is it worth anything? I think the Rangers and Devils are about to go on a, a streak. Both of them, Devils clearly look a lot better. They clearly have gotten over COVID and they, they've looking, they looked a lot, a lot stronger. Philly looks like shit. Um that's such part. a great thing, isn't it? Yeah, It's yeah. so, it's hey, so beautiful having... watching this game. Yeah. <laughs> <been> going downhill. <laughs> Buffalo. We didn't, we didn't even mention Buffalo. They were so fucking screwed. Oh, in four last 14 games. 14. Yeah, months.
2: but I you know, I, I made the joke that it was a trap game against the Rangers, and it really was. And it, and it wasn't saying that the Rangers were on our on on our high horse like like oh. Billy made it out to be. It was you play Buffalo, you should expect to beat Buffalo. I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit who yeah, you are. If you're you Ottawa. Gotta. You should go in against Buffalo expecting to win that game. Everybody is.
3: Everybody. You got it. And there's like who I was looking at the um the breakdowns for the uh the opponents uh the in the metro we have we have you know our our who are playing who are doing well against who we are not doing well against. Um like we're 4-0 against Bob, the Bruins, 6-0 against Sabers, 5-1 against the Devils. Two and one against the Rangers, and then the Flyers, two one and two, two two and two against the Pitt Pens, and then zero and three against uh, against the Washington Capitals. And if you look at your own, you know, teams and where they, they lie, you know, I'm sure everybody better fucking be six and zero, eight and zero against the fucking Buffalo Sabers, because that's a lineup of killer teams. Like, who's like realistically, everyone's pretty good, and yeah. it's it's you know, we 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 like to give shit to the Flyers. They're a good team. But you know they're going through uh, some shit right now, and then you got you know Penguins have they're like seven two and one the last ten they're they they've been hot, and so you have the Isles, you have the Penguins, you have the Capitals, all three teams red hot, um, all at the top of the, of the division. You got the Rangers and Devils, you know starting to surge, Flyers starting to, to go down a little bit.
1: It's definitely starting to even out numbers. a little bit more even.
3: I think you're gonna start to see a little bit more of it, but I think I think that that race for the fifth, the fourth spot is gonna be really interesting, um, in the next few weeks.
1: So, so we're three weeks. We're just inside three weeks to the deadline, to the trade deadline. Do you think by next Tuesday, by our next show, we'll have seen at least two or three trades?
2: I, I would. If the, if they're going between the U.S. and Canada, I think you have to. I think you have to. You don't have a choice but to. Um, but within the States, I don't, I don't know necessarily.
1: You think, do you think that at that that, point, obviously two weeks, it'll be two weeks out. You think even that's a little close.
2: Yeah. Because what are the rules between trading in the United States? So you have to have any quarantine. I think we we saw flight. They got to quarantine. So I think
1: we saw online. if If the NHL says, if it's within a five hour drive by car, no quarantine will be necessary more than that. You'll have to quarantine according to, uh, probably that that two weeks. I would think it's going to be two weeks or ten
2: days at least. Well, look, Kratsov just came back, came from fucking Russia, and he only had to quarantine for seven days and pass some tests.
1: Okay, so then so it's probably maybe that, seven. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's seven it. days and two tests.
3: Yeah, we'll have so, to check it for next week. But so
1: if it's if it's gonna start happening, maybe it happens. A week before the actual deadline, we start to see that damn opening. If there are going to be trades, I think it's yeah. going to be really light. You said we're going to be really three light.
2: weeks. We're 3 We'd be three weeks prior. We're
1: just inside. Yeah, one day inside of three weeks.
2: I, I think that two week mark is 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 the number. I, I I just have a funny feeling. So maybe, but that's not to say you, you we can see things happen before that. You know? Yeah. How much? I just did, wasn't sure, uh,
1: given the whole quarantining, if if we were going to see people not wait until the deadline this year to to start making those push for the playoff moves.
2: Look, he scored a goal. And he played pretty well tonight, but how much did tonight's game help Palmieri's trade ch- trade chances? Pretty good. It, it helped his trade value tonight. For it, sure. it
1: helps his value. They still, I think they're still talking to his agent and hoping to work out a deal. Is that something you want though? I wouldn't mind seeing him stick around this team at all. Gusev, Gusev can go and he's useless right now.
2: Yeah, but he's so he's young. He's getting man. scratched. So young.
1: Yeah. Who? No. Gusev. Gusev's a year younger than Paul Mary. What? Yeah. Paul Mary's been around that fucking long. Gusev played all those years in the KHL.
2: I thought, see, now I thought he was just over in the KHL. And but he was a younger player. No, he's I, 20. I,
1: Paul Gusev is 29. I think Paul Mary's going to be 31 this year. So call it two years if you want, but it's
2: really not. All right. I I see. I thought Palmieri was older than that. Thought Palmieri was closer to thirty five than he was thirty one. No, all right, that, that changed my opinion then for sure. And Nick, you you were, you said something actually really intelligent. Not that it's a surprise. Shocking. Not Shocking. that it's a, not that it's a surprise. But you were talking about players just taking shots and hitting the net. I mean, that's all it takes. I was watching the, the the Rangers versus Buffalo, and you know it was a, a, a fundamental. One timer that Panarin took on on the power play, but the goalie had to make a save on it, and the goalie had to make the save. But he, and because he put it on net, he's not, you know, winding up like Zibanejad has been doing all season and trying to put it through the goaltender and just blowing by the the net and hitting the glass like Kovalev used to. Um, and you put the puck on net on goal, you're going to score more often.
3: Yeah, we saw a couple of goals in the six one game against the Flyers where basically hit, hit a guy popped out to a. Guy sitting on the rail, you know not great a uh, short uh, short angle shot but wide open net and yeah. these guys don't miss from those angles when they have wide open net. No, and but the even, thing is, even sometimes that you, chance... don't, you don't have to pick the corners. You just no, put the puck right. on net. But but those chances only come up because there's there's somebody in front of the net. The puck gets thrown at the front of that hits either the goalie hits a guy and it bounces out in a way they weren't expecting and the goalie can't see that happening. But yeah. that all happens by getting it on net. If you've missed net completely, unless it's like a, a play where you're trying to, you know, throw, uh, do a deflection and you're trying to keep keep it wide for the guy to knock it back towards the goalie, which doesn't, it, those are not usually the case. We're talking like guys that are like taking, you know, slap shots and they're missing like 10 feet west, you know, to the <laughs> to the left or right, you know, it, that's the stuff that drives you nuts when you see, you know, my, my, my least favorite is when a guy comes flying up and rips one across the the net and completely misses and it goes all the way back down the ice which and, is and
2: now and now the penalty killer is on a breakaway yeah
3: exactly yeah, yeah it, i've seen many of those it, we've too seen so many. many times so so just seeing that happen and dials were very doing really well at that and you know having lee in front of the net all, always is a big deal for us because he's just six what six two six four he's big dude and um he's hard to move and he's he's just such a, such a good athlete to like be able to not try to knock around he's just knocking pucks down and getting good you know these little goals here and there and missing that sucks but you know if that's that's the stuff you have to do to win those games to get Mm -hmm. to beat these goalies like how are you beating Vasilevsky? How you know that guy's like you know when when we get to the playoffs and we're watching like more Toronto, toronto uh tampa and those teams like that team is like how do you beat that guy like you don't he's 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 too big and too good Side-to-side, side, man. Get him moving side-to-side. Side. That's all you can do. You got the defenseman defenseman clearing out the middle. He's got If he's got no one in front of him, you're not scoring on the guy. No. You're just not. You so take too to, much of the net.
1: Just to get right. back to your original point, though, and I don't know if it was Salvador or Danico who said it early in the season, Ty Smith, they were just raving about Ty Smith's knack for getting the puck through traffic to the goalie. And I think that's what you're starting to see with Dobson as well. His ability to maybe just move a, a foot, a stride to one side to clear up that lane to get the puck through to the goalie.
2: Yeah, Adam Fox good. does that very well, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. We all That's have good. somebody that can do that well, except for
3: Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, Bill is not in agreement. <laughs> God, the guy
2: doesn't say anything for fucking 20 minutes. He says one word and it brings the entire podcast to a goddamn screeching halt. <laughs>
0: that's my goal. That's my end.
1: <laughs> but really. The yeah. Tang. And that's how he said it. Too. We got the Tang.
2: <laughs> my voice is tired. No, but one thing is for sure we can't have you do a podcast while you're at a hockey practice ever again. You are very distracted. I tried to give you guys options. <laughs> I know, and your and your and your glasses are fogging up because of your because of your mask. Yeah, you know, if anybody
0: investigates that, uh, you're gonna make
2: a lot. Of- yeah, it's like, called a COVID vac- vaccination. Well, I guess have to mind. wear them.
1: Is that a mask or is it more of a pajmina?
3: Somebody called, called it's a Somebody called a gator. I don't know
1: what that is. Oh,
3: it's a gator. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's neck, a gator. A neck a neck gator. What the fuck is a pajmina? It's, it's a gator a It's like a what fancy. word no for
1: it? It. It's a fancy word for a scarf. It is a fancy scarf.
3: (laughs) It's very, very very pretty, buddy. We're very proud of you.
0: I'm making a I'm making a duck face
1: under my neck Of course you are. He's the the lost Kardashian.
3: (laughs) The really lost one. one, And when I mean lost, I mean the
1: one that they brought to the to the fire station and just (laughs) left him there.
3: Oh that explains my
1: big booty. Explains what? His epic booty.
2: Oh. It's very hard to understand you.
3: Normally. <laughs>
2: there's, no, there's no one. There's no I can
3: take it down. Put it back on. It's better before. Please. <laughs> Just cover your whole face. That's perfect. There we go.
2: <laughs> hey, my glasses are uh, all
3: right. All right.
2: That's gonna do it for us this week. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Friends underscore Rivals. Facebook, YouTube, Friends and Rivals podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel because it really does help out our show. Billy, say something quippy. I'm going to 30 burgers.